Welcome to Journey Through Classical Piano. I'm your host, classical pianist Jiyoon Kim. Every other Wednesday, I feature in-depth exploration of one classical piano composition. Regardless of whether or not you're a lifelong lover of classical music, this podcast is meant to show you how important and relevant classical music is to today's world and to bring the live piano concert experience right to your living room. I believe that classical music is for everyone. So let's start listening together. Before we get started, I would like to thank my new sponsor of the podcast, Edwin Tan. He's from London, UK, having rediscovered his love for the piano about 18 months ago after buying piano for his son for a lesson. So this is Edwin. I've been listening to your podcast for a few months now. For me, the, the podcast is extra special. And I think the reason I like it is because it's not only about the music itself and the composer, but it's also about what the music means to you. It's a very personal view. And I, I really think that's the power of music. It's, it's the soundtrack to our lives. When I play or listen to a piece of music, it reminds me of events, people I may have known in the past, how I feel about myself now, um, and how I see the future as well. And I'm sure that's the same for most people. And I think that comes across very strongly in your podcast. It's, it's very heartfelt, very personal. If you're a YouTube content creator, you're broadcasting to a large audience, but a podcast feels like you're talking directly to your listener, which almost on a one-to-one -one level almost, which for an introvert like myself, I really <laughs> like that a lot. Anyway, I just wanted to tell you how much I enjoy it. Thank you for creating it. And I certainly look forward to future podcasts for as long as you care to do them. Thank you so much, Edwin. If you'd like to support the show, please go to patreon.com slash journey through classical piano. Your support helps me to create more music and project to spread the beauty of classical music. Please take a moment to leave a star rating or review on Apple Podcasts as well, as it helps other potential listeners to find and enjoy the show. This piano sonata, number 14 in C-sharp minor, is probably one of Beethoven's most famous compositions and arguably his single most well-known work for piano. Indeed, it's probably one of the most famous solo piano pieces ever composed, if not the most famous. I never met anyone yet who doesn't appreciate the magic of this piece. Once I stumble upon a video where they play this first movement of Moonlight Sonata in front of five years old, <laughs> and the kids started to cry after listening for a while. People in the time of 1800s loved the piece, and we still love it in 2020. Regardless where you're from, who you are, how old you are, your background, this piece certainly has that magical element of music that touches our soul in a very deep level. In 1832, five years after Beethoven's death, a German music critic named Ludwig Relifstoff published the sentiment that Sonata's first movement reminded him of the reflection of moonlight in Lake Lucerne. Since then, it has been commonly known as the Moonlight Sonata. 
Beethoven published the Moonlight Sonata in 1802, not a time yet romantic period falls in its time. At the time, Beethoven was 32 years old and already suffering from hearing loss. But at this stage of his life, his growing deafness did not hinder his daily functioning and was not yet known or noticeable to the public. Moonlight Sonata is one of the few Beethoven's works that he wrote not for another person that commissioned the work. I kind of like the fact that the main motivation for the piece was solely for Beethoven to express his art. A couple of years before he started working on the piece, he began teaching two sisters, Teresa and Josephine Brustbeck. He had been teaching the girls for about a year, when their cousin, Julietta Wichardi, moved to Vienna with her family and sought Beethoven out as a piano instructor. Beethoven became infatuated with Wichardi, and after he composed Moonlight dedicated to her, Beethoven eventually proposed a marriage, but Wichardi's parents would not allow the two to marry because of Beethoven's low-class social status inconsistent employment, and temperamental nature. When he published the sonata in 1802, after the relationship ended, and Richardi married the composer Wendell Robert Gallenberg, who was deemed more successful and stable by her parents in 1803. Initially, Juliette Richardi once thought to have been Beethoven's mysterious, immortal beloved, though now musicologists strongly say towards Anton Brentano. Beethoven published his sonata under the Italian name Sonata Quasi Una Fantasia, which translates to sonata in the manner of fantasy. Beethoven did not publicly perform his now famous sonata during his lifetime, playing it only in private settings for a selected group of people. This was not uncommon at the time. In fact, Beethoven played only one of his sonatas at a large public concert during his lifetime because sonatas were considered to be intimate works and they were inappropriate for large-scale performances. Nonetheless, Beethoven's unconventional piece was very positively received, so much so that he once reportedly remarked to composer and student Carl Czerny, They are always talking about C-sharp minor sonata. Surely I have written better things. Why does everyone play this sonata? I guess he was happy to know that this was so famous, at the same time a little bit annoyed (laughs) by the fact that everybody only talking about this Moonlight Sonata. In many ways, Beethoven was a revolutionary. More than any other composer in his day, he was responsible for pushing convention and welcoming in the Romantic era of classical music. This work is a prime example of his refusal to follow the status quo, not for Beethoven's traditional fast, slow, fast pattern of how it was then perceived in sonata should sound. Instead, was surprising for the time, he chose to open this piece with a slow, hypnotic set of arpeggios where notes in chord are broken up and play one after another instead of all at the same time. 
The storm and drama certainly comes, but not until the second movement. Just one of the ways in which Beethoven was prepared to turn the predictable on its head and create a whole new form of music. The first movement is in fact in sonata form, and the exposition is though we are immediately introduced to this iconic triplet three-note sets that set the mood by establishing a recurring brooding aesthetics. The dotted rhythm of its minimal melody evoking the tradition of funeral march, the introspective funeral quality of this music with Beethoven's state of mind is well reflected. This Moonlight Sonata dates from the year before the so-called Heigenstadt Testament. That is a letter in which Beethoven described to his brother the devastating impact of his deafness. It reflects his despair over his increasing deafness, even his contemplation of suicide, and his continued desire to overcome his physical and emotional a challenge to complete his artistic destiny. Beethoven kept this letter hidden among his private papers for the rest of his life and probably never showed it to anyone. It was discovered in March 1827 after Beethoven's death. Certainly I can feel his pain, confusion, and loneliness, frustration, yet a sense of hope and the feeling of existence of divine. The pianist Murray Pariah have noted that a few of emotions, the pain of the first movement, I think is becoming manifest in many ways his work. Also, it might be the oncoming of the deafness. It might be immoral beloved, knowing that the love, like the loves Romeo and Juliet, would never be lived that might have prefigured this emotionally. Most people are familiar with the first movement of Sonata. And in fact, a lot of people think that first movement is the Moonlight Sonata entirely. However, it has a three-movement sonata. Most classical sonatas follow a pattern of fast first movement, second slow, and fast third movement. However, in this case, the first movement of Moonlight Sonata is slow, then the second movement somewhat faster, and the final movement is furiously quick. Although the first movement is not considered <laughs> as his most technically difficult movement, it is nonetheless challenging because of the emotionally demanding nature of the music. In order to communicate that hauntingly beautiful mood for which the sonata is just famous for, an adequate performance must establish a balance between animated dynamic and subtle rhythmic expression. I certainly find that performing Moonlight Sonata is very tricky, difficult, uh, it requires technical challenges that to express the emotional quality of this piece. 
Uh, final movement, obviously, it sounds the hardest in its quick movement and furious uh, emotional quality. Perform well in the first movement is the hardest in emotionally and try to create that tone that's appropriate for the atmosphere. Midnight Sonata appeared in many films like Persuasion, Interview with a Vampire, Rosa Luxemburg, The Pianist, Love Story, and even Sid and Nancy. Beethoven's Midnight Sonata also has already landed on the moon. Fascinated by the technology of receiving sounds from the moon on Earth through radio, artist Kate Patterson sent the notes of the Moonlight Sonata as an encoded Morse code to the moon in 2007 as part of her project Earth Moon Earth. The signals which were reflected from the moon's surface in return to the Earth were then decoded and turned into sounds once again. It's kind of interesting image to think about those aliens and the moon might be playing Moonlight Sonata or listening to Moonlight Sonata or looking at the score of Moonlight Sonata. I actually don't have any recollection when I first listened to this piece, as if I listened to this from my mom's womb. Every time I perform it, I often remark to an audience say that if this is indeed your first time to listen to this masterpiece from the beginning to the end, entire three movements, I envy your fresh encounter of it and at the same time honored to be the pianist who performs this masterpiece. Today, we'll take a listen only for the first movement, but promise me that you will listen the entire sonata at some point. Yes? <laughs> Well, my performance of entire sonata is on the YouTube, but there's a zillions, millions of nice sonata performance uh, on YouTube or anywhere you can find. So today I will share the live recording of the movement in one of my concerts. So you might hear some audience noises or they're coughing here and there. But you know, <laughs> don't you miss live performance? Oh, If this is your thousand times listening to it, I hope you can still find different perspective or reminded again why this piece is so much loved over generations and over generations. And I hope you can look for Beethoven's soul within his struggles and his way of finding hope. Then I hope you can find your soul within, also find a hope within the piece. So here we are, the first movement of Moonlight Sonata by Beethoven performed by Jiyoon Kim.
please share your experience of Moonlight Sonata with me. Please go to jiyunkim.com where you can leave voice or written message to the podcast. I will leave that link on the show note below. I cherish every message I receive from you. In the next episode, I will explore October by Tchaikovsky. I can't believe we are entering September, having a summer behind us. Although I certainly not emotionally ready for the fall to come, but I hope this music will help us to get prepared in the mood of the fall. Hope to meet you then. Thank you for listening.